Hey, what's up, travelers? It's your main man, Just GQ here, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Travel Guides, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me, as mentioned before, and redundantly so. This will be your host, Just GQ here. This will be a solo episode today, so it's just going to be you and me rapping for a little bit. It's been a little bit, you know, I like to check in from time to time, um, so I hope you don't mind uh, a little quality, uh, a little QT. You know, so big news. I have been cleared to travel. A lot of you know that I had knee surgery in uh, June. I'm coming to you live from uh, uh, my studio on Wednesday morning, just before my six week check in that will be occurring um, seven weeks because I missed the first one. But that is neither here nor there. The point is is that the boy is back. Um, my knee is doing great. So thank you all for uh, everyone who checked on me and asked and whatnot. All of that is uh, very much appreciated. Um, however, because it was my knee and needed it needed to be straight uh, for the majority of the time, or I had a lot of inflammation to where I couldn't bend it, I was unable to sit on flights uh, for <laughs> inordinate amounts of time or for several hours at a time. And for those of you who know me, you know that I, uh, while I enjoy a nice aisle seat, I will also get in where I fit in. So, you know, I, I am not solely opposed to or totally opposed to a middle or in a window if it comes at a better price. Um I guess a, a quick pro tip, what I always do, I'm 6'2", so obviously that sucks. I hate uh, middle seats almost as much as I uh, loathe seat recliners. They are some terrible people. I know that there are a lot of people um, that are uh, under 5'5", five five that are listening to this, that are uh, that just took offense to that. But I don't care, because you need to do better. Um, <laughs> Uh, just kidding. Love you all. Um, but that's still a terrible practice. But anyways, I will always, if I know that I have a middle seat or that's something that um, I, I'm i going to have to endure, I will either exhaust myself before the flight um, or I'm pretty, I can go to bed. Like when it's time to sleep, it's time to sleep and I can usually like make myself go to sleep. Um, I will just pass out before the flight takes off and pray to the Lord above for one, a safe flight and two, that I wake up when the wheels touch the ground in a safe manner. <laughs> so are unable to sleep on flights, which was baffling to me because I have trouble not sleeping on flights. I, it's, it's basically like if the, if I'm awake when the wheels take off, then there's a good chance that I will be able to stay awake for perhaps the full duration of the of the flight. However, that's a that happens about twenty percent of the time because usually I am headphones on and that I mean that little purr before the <laughs> before the plane takes off. I mean it usually just rocks me right to sleep. And um especially if I have food, oh man, I'm gonna go ahead and knock that that terminal food, that airplane food right off and then set the empty uh, container underneath my seat and I am knocked. So I don't know. I just I enjoy it. I, I usually, uh, it, you know, it just cuts down on, on the flight time uh, for real. Because when I wake up, I know that I am into the flight and I'm just wondering how much longer I have to get there. It's a very helpful tool for international flights where you have um, you know, more time or several hours to, to, to kill. Um, and you know, you're, you arrive feeling rested. 
So, you know, it's great. Unless you're going, unless you are going international and then you need to be respectful to, that, that's the key, that's the key for jet lag. Be respectful of the time difference so then you can time it while you're in the air. So if you're going to London, for instance, or you're going to Europe, you can go to bed when it's night there on the plane and when you wake up, you're waking up with the rest of the people and then you're not dragging for uh, that first day. So, pro tip. There you go. Probably gonna drop a message right there. Anyway, so, I am uh, getting my roster together as far as my, my travel log, I guess. And this goes back to a an idea that we mentioned earlier in the third season, which are which is, excuse me, quarterly travel goals. Something that is some something that's cool, you know, it helps you it, help, it helps make a we just had Jeff on here who did seven countries in a year. It makes something like that a lot less intimidating when you can break it down into four equal increments throughout the throughout the year. And even if it's not international, as we as you know, we're huge proponents of uh domestic travel as well. And so I think that's something that that would be that would be cool as well. Uh JT Fit and Fresh is about to celebrate a birthday and we were having a discussion about domestic destinations to to travel. I almost threw out Albuquerque just because Albuquerque is a a hidden gem and I am now a uh I'm definitely a proponent. <laughs> Especially if you've got like 10 fun friends that y'all want to do something off the beaten path. Uh, y'all can go grab a house and between Albuquerque, Santa Fe and Sandia, there's definitely plenty to do and uh, unique experiences to be had. Anyways, breaking them down just allows you to keep purview on your year and not look up in September and be like, oh my goodness, I haven't gone anywhere and there are only three months left in the year. Um, You can break it down. So I know that a lot of people travel during the summer months and that's when people get the bulk of their their traveling. You know, I will try to get a couple trips in in the summer, but I'm really like a bad half of the year type of guy, especially when it comes to international travel. So I'm about to get busy. Um, First up, I'm, I'm supposed to be meeting some friends out in Vegas. I have not pulled the trigger on that. Those prices were not looking super great, but I did find a like a 250 fare on Frontier, which I have never flown before, but I have heard the horror stories. However, I believe if you were going to do that, you can't be you can't be shy. I've done I've done Spirit before, and that was the that was the whole situation. It was like I almost had a bad experience on Spirit. <laughs> and it was it was purely because of the seat. Like the seat was like I finessed an aisle seat, man. It was, but I could tell the the pain that I the physical pain that I would feel if I was in the middle because those seats are so tight together. So I think that might be my guide if I go on this Vegas trip or not. Because like the backpack travel that doesn't really scare me. It's just more so planning to be all around it's like i'm going to going to vegas it's it's hot i don't need a lot of bulky clothing and plus you know shirtless wanderer season i'm gonna fully embrace it i don't only need like two or three shirts so you know it's just just rock (laughs) and i'm definitely trying to hit one of those pool parties that uh are that vegas is so famous for because I have not I have not been as you all know I I didn't go to Vegas until January for the first time and so this will be my second time back I really have a bad habit of doing that like my Mexico for instance like I hadn't been to Mexico I had done 30 plus countries had never been to Mexico which was super close and a lot of people's first country and then in the span of like 
four months, I went three times. So it like I just will over overdo something. Not saying that you know, twice, two times to Vegas in a year is too much. But y'all get it. Y'all know what I'm saying. So I will keep you all updated on that. Um, I recently got my got a got a drone. For those of you who follow me on social media, y'all know that I am obsessed. <laughs> So it is. It's awesome. I'm definitely ready to take my camera game, my my hashtag respect the shooter game to a whole new level. And so you all will be getting aerial shots <laughs> from wherever I go from now on. So Vegas may be the first up for that. Um, additionally, uh, you all remember the episodes in season two from the Nomadness Travel Conference. They are doing a Gen 2 of that conference called Audacity Fest in Oakland, California. I'll be heading out to that, which will be cool. Hopefully, I've been communicating with some other influencers out there. Hopefully, we have opportunities for some collabos. So that'll be some exciting new things to to come your way. But, you know, I have I, I love No Madness and they are an inspirational crew. Um, and so I shout out to Evie and, and gang um, just because they're they're doing they're doing great work over there. So I'll be heading out there as well. Can't wait to visit Cali. Always a good time. But I have had a hankering for uh, an international trip. And to be honest, like I have been just I have found myself on Southwest website because, you know, I'm a big proponent of Southwest and have accumulated a lot of points thanks to the Southwest credit card, which has replaced my debit card in full. <laughs> so and it is like just very passively building up, building up points that I would like to uh, to liquidate. So I was looking on there and just like, you know, they're, they're flying international now. And so but it's more so local destinations like you have Belize, you have Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, you know, what have you, uh, Cuba. And so it's just basically uh, I was on there looking just for anything, anything that fit into the criteria of my points. And what's conducive to my pockets? I was like, yeah, sure, let's, let's look at it. So it will probably be an island, an island <laughs> vacation that's coming up soon as well. And that's something that I uh, usually don't do. Um, you know, Jeff mentioned, and I mentioned earlier in the episode, but he um, had a had a great quote that he chases the the uh, fare, not the destination. And so I think that that is something that I have not done, but it's something that I'm open to. So, you know, I'm growing with the travel guides as well. So, I don't know. I've just been, I've been wanting to get away. I think being forced to chill has been, it's been great. Don't get me wrong. I've gotten a lot of things done. My, you know, vinyl player, my record player, for instance, is up and running. Just got got a, a, a few new dope finds in the Superfly soundtrack and Mini Ripperton. Uh, but, you know, it's time for the cage bird to fly yet again. So I'm going to be taking flight. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think that about touched just to give y'all an update on where, where I'm at. Um, so a couple topics, a couple topics. I recently learned an interesting tidbit that I want to caution everybody. Um, and honestly, I saw this again when I was looking for, uh, at the Southwest international destinations, your passport when it everybody knows like to be cognizant or to be aware of the expiration dates on those. However, 
I did not know that there are some countries that will not allow you into the country if your passport is within six months of expiration. So that's something that would be extremely saddening (laughs) when you're in customs in another country and they trip on you for not having uh, a valid enough passport. So make sure that y'all are keeping up with that and, and, and you all are earmarking your expiration dates um i do believe i've got a i think i've got a few more years on mine but you better believe that it's very top of mind for me now just because that's something that i didn't i didn't know and so uh, that's a a fear of mine that (laughs) that i've had uh you know is getting to customs and then having something go wrong and being sent back so i hope that that doesn't happen as you all know i have been the jerk that forgot his passport Showed up to the airport um, uh, about uh, about seven years ago, going to India, and they were like, "Nah, bro, all I had was copies. I didn't have my physical passport. I did my best to try to finesse my way on there, and they were no dice." So, you know, kudos to TSA on that because they because I was I was truly usually I can you know I can finesse a little some some. So I was, uh, but they they yeah, they held me at bay. Excuse me while I take a sip of tea. All right. So, um, and we're back. <laughs> one of my one of my buddies asked me um, about global entry, and he was really asking me about TSA PreCheck because we were coming back from shout out to Stu. We were coming back from uh, Mexico, and I had him download. So this is going to be a. We're just going to go through the journey here. We were coming back from Mexico. And I had global entry. Obviously, I'm a huge proponent of that. And uh, he did not. So I showed him the mobile passport app, which is basically like an ad hoc global entry. It gives you access to another lane when you're re-entering the country. And that lane is usually empty. And it's an app that you can download on your phone. You basically are filling out your custom sheet and then uh, it allows you just to to skip the line and go and or to go to this this section without a line, and then you get out quicker. Obviously, a great value add. I mean, it's hard not to be like once you see once you feel that those HOV lane perks of getting back into the country after you are after you've been on a long flight and you are like ready to like just get out as quick as possible. I mean, you you it doesn't take much to love it. You know, so he was asking me again about uh, TSA PreCheck because he was he was traveling some and he was like, I remember how smooth this was the last time. Like, and I know that you can pay eighty five dollars for TSA PreCheck, get it for five years, what have you. And I was like, man, it's really about that global entry, like the global entry with global entry. You get it's a more extensive process. Like uh, I had a I went in for an interview and. (laughs) was low-key toasted and so almost like didn't get it (laughs) but you know we persevered nonetheless but even with the extensive process you're paying $15 more for all access you know it's it's inclusive of international travel domestic travel because you're getting the TSA pre-check attached to it and I mean when you compare that to when you compare global entry to clear, which I, I had for a year, and it it was okay, but you still had to take off your shoes and take off your belt and your um, 
uh, and take out your laptop. And I didn't realize champagne problems. Okay, I totally get it. But whatever. Okay, I have been I have been spoiled by this by this new lifestyle. Okay, I've had champagne. I'm not I'm not going back. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like you. It, it, global entry is just better. Like you can keep all your stuff on. It's a quicker line. There have been times when the global entry line has been longer than the. Um, uh, than the normal security line, and I still go global entry. One because it's gonna move more quickly because there's less hassle in getting through, and then two, it's just like staying whole. Like I don't have to, I don't have to take anything off. I don't have to be rushed and have oh, by some uh, by a family of five that has a whole bunch of stuff coming. Family of five on each end. I'm being held up by one. I'm being rushed by the other, and then I, I'm rushed. I can only get my belt into two uh, two belt holes, and then they're, they're they're hassling me about moving my stuff off. I can't I can't deal with that stress. So I'm good. So I hope that the animation of my voice stressed you out appropriately to light a fire under you <laughs> to go and check out Global Entry. So. That that is my that is my counsel. One hundred dollars, five years, very much well worth it. And shifting gears, uh, moving on to the last topic of the day, and I hesitate to say last topic because y'all know that I am very scatterbrained when uh, when it comes to this. And if I want to talk about something, it's my show, so I'm gonna talk about it, you know. And hopefully, you all find it interesting enough to listen. That's kind of how this uh, how this thing is working, you know what I mean? So it's crazy to think that July just ended, and today is August first. Um, but we know that November. Shout out to Scorpios out there. I know it's Leo season, but like whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, November is not that far away, and so as we mentioned earlier in the show, like putting together quarterly travel plans, you could probably, as a lot of people have, a lot of people continuously ask me about group travel opportunities and opportunities in general to travel outside of the country. Group travel is cool because it is, it provides a sense of comfort and camaraderie because you are, you know, with other people uh, who are like-minded, but also you don't have to wait on your friends. You can have an opportunity to make new friends. And as we know, with the dwindling numbers, as it comes closer to uh, the time where money is due, people flake. So this helps to circumvent that situation. Uh, I hope that spoke to a lot of people's souls right there, because I know that I have been stranded multiple times as the final one or two people on a trip, uh, most recently going to New Mexico. Shout out to Priscilla, who's always down for whatever. I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> anyways, the Urban Travel Crew will be going to Morocco um, November 18th through the 25th. Now, you know that I am a, I love a good Thanksgiving trip. I think that this is a, a phenomenal time because for uh, those of you who work traditional jobs, you have, you take off three days and you can finesse a 10 day vacation. So, what I mean by that is if you leave, you know, if you leave on the Friday before Thanksgiving week and then you take off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, where let's be honest, people are not there. So you are already abroad for that front for that front end of the weekend. You are there for all of the next week and then you come back on Sunday night. You can typically be gone for about 10 days. And so that is when I will hit 
two, three, maybe four countries if I have a strategically placed stopover. Um, and so you, you know that I've been looking at going to Australia and New Zealand this year for over Thanksgiving. Um, and so, but, you know, travel plans are fluid and I am supposed to be going without Sandra. I don't know if she's going to listen to this, but maybe this will let a fire. She just got back from spending an entire month in in South Africa. I'm sure it was life-changing because South Africa is awesome. We probably need to get her on the show. Actually, we definitely need to get her on the show. So that will be something to uh, keep on the radar because I'm curious what that would be like. Uh, especially on Sandra travels a little bit differently than um, than I do. So... But yeah, that'd be cool. But anyways, travel plans are fluid. And so we have not put any, no tickets have been purchased. There have been no hardcore plans made. And as we know, first rule of travel, well, not the first rule of travel, but a major rule of travel is nothing is concrete until the ticket's been bought. So <laughs> nothing's for certain. You don't you don't have anybody to go with until the ticket's been purchased. You're not going until the ticket is purchased because if you know if you've experienced the sadness of looking at a flight on and heck this might happen with Vegas uh, <laughs> most recently because I've been dragging my feet on that. Um, but if you've experienced the pain of looking at a flight on a Tuesday and it's two hundred dollars and then looking on a Wednesday and it's three hundred fifty dollars. And then thinking it's going to go down and looking on a Thursday and it's $400, then you know how quickly it can escalate. No pun intended. And you don't have, and it's, it's not for certain that you're gone. So I only say that to say I am inserting Morocco as a temporary, as a, as a contingency plan for me because I will be going somewhere. And I, if I go to Morocco, you can easily finesse. Egypt in there as well. That's been on my bucket list. And then there are several dope countries that are around that area in the northern Africa um, area in the northern African region that I would love to to visit. So that you know, just something to keep in mind. You know, maybe we could all kick it. Let's experience a new country together. Uh, but I'm working with the guys at uh, at Urban Travel. If you do uh, check them out, they are on Instagram at U R B N. T-R-V-L. Uh, I told someone the other day that it was urban travel without the vowels, and they were extremely confused. So I just wanted to make sure that I, I spelled that out for you. Um, but yeah, this it's a check them out if you if you are inquiring about the about the trip, tell them just GQ sent you uh, with the travel guides. Smile. Ding. Uh, that being said. Please subscribe to the Travel Guides podcast if you have not. This helps us with our search, with our SEO. I don't even know if it's SEO. Ah, crap. That means I have to go to my, uh, my follow-up appointment. But yes, please subscribe if you have not. And comment and review, rate and review. This is what helps us with our search rank when people are looking for travel podcasts. So definitely appreciate the support thus far. For those of you who have, subscribe rated, reviewed, what have you. For those of you who haven't, and the Travel Guides has been a blessing to you, please do so. It would it means a lot to us. Um, also, f- please follow at the Travel Guides, at GQ50, at Y-E-S-S-U-R-07. Yes, sir. International PNI hopefully will be linking up this weekend back home in Nashville so we can have a, and we might have a guest 
or two. I hesitate to promise that because we are over two the last time that we have been in the same place as far as recording episodes. But we do have a lot of cool things on the docket for you uh, coming up. So please stay tuned. Definitely appreciate all the support. And that will do it for another episode of the Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.